Bring in Nick Tell, CEO of the Armory Group. Nick, you got something cheery for me here because I'm feeling a little down about this carnival being a zero story. I'm not the right person to talk to if you want to, cheer, <laughs> if you want to be cheered up. I'm sorry. All right, there. that's okay. No. I'll take you any day of the week because deep down I'm still a bear and everything here makes uh, pretty clear sense for stocks to keep going lower. Is that what we should expect? I mean, I think you got to expect the fact that uh, that the, the economy needs to go and get weaker in order to control inflation. And the only way to do that is is ultimately having the Fed getting more aggressive from a rate standpoint, much more aggressive than they're willing to admit to at this point in time. And so, yeah, I expect mm. that you're going to have continued earnings pressure. And on top of that, you've got the uh, the producer price index continues to exceed the CPI. And that just sends this the wrong message to from an earnings standpoint because margin compression is here to stay until that gets rebalanced. How do you define even more hawkish than they're willing to uh, accept or communicate right now? What does that look like? I think 100 basis points in July is uh, is something that the Fed should consider because mm. that's the way to accelerate and get to where they actually need to get to. I think there's still sort of such a uh, uh, you know, just a, you know, it just seems so much optimism in even what we're hearing from the Fed in thinking about what uh, getting to sort of stable or negative growth in terms of yield rates. People forget and they continue to not mention the fact that there's been so much money infused into this economy. And the fact that we talk about the healthy consumer right now is exactly the problem that we've got. The, uh, you need to somehow rein in the consumer, and the best way to do that is through fear, and that's what we're ultimately going to have to see. You started seeing some of that the week before last. You got hope back into the market last week. Right now, it's just going sideways because no one knows exactly where things are going to go. I just think that unless uh, there's a lot of luck here that happens and a lot of the supply chain issues that impacted the, uh, the, the, uh, the supply chain and as a result drove this kind of inflation that we've got, somehow corrects themselves, luckily, you're going to see the Fed having to become very aggressive to by the end of the year in order to really rein in the consumer. Right now, the yield curve that's basically been the only yield curve left standing, that 10-year, three-month rate has been steadily expanding since the late 2020, mid to late 2020. That trend is really under threat right now. How much should the Fed chair pay attention to whether or not long bonds tell him a recession is coming? I mean, should he widen his risk tolerance to bet on maybe a little bit of luck uh, if uh, the bond market's telling him that uh, things are going to break even quicker? No, because I think that the uh, that ultimately there's it's luck is not a strategy, just like hope's not a strategy, right? Um, you know, ultimately, you know, they're going to sacrifice. You know, listen, I think the Fed is more political than people want to admit. I think we're in the process of sacrificing the midterms with the expectation that you'll get the uh, for the presidential election of 2024. And so I think that the quicker that a recession happens, the quicker we come out of it and the quicker that there's a possibility for the uh, for the Democrats to retain the presidency. So I, I know that's people no, don't like to hear that. but I just, You know, I see it my way. And that's the uh, that's that's, you know, just that's the story that I think is going to play out. Hey, that's certainly fair. It's part of the, the game theory logic that uh, if we're going to try and figure out, you know, the backdrop for the macro situation. That's part of that. It was the right move to uh, pay attention to the way President Trump was pressuring uh, the Fed to cut rates. Now it seems like the calculus is the opposite. The pressure is to hike rates. Uh, so I do think that's a relevant point. So what do you own, Nick, uh, if you think this is going to get uh, even hairier in the near term? Well, I look at, uh, you know, I'm looking at senior secured floating rate bank loans. 
uh, as a way to sort of go more sort of in credit standpoint of, you know, avoid the yield issues and have floating rate. Uh, and from a credit quality standpoint, being senior secured in the capital structure. And so there's a number of BDCs that retail investors can invest in. MRCC is one that I really like. It's trading in right now, a discount and a significant discount to NEV. And so that gives you the opportunity to get the benefit in both different ways. And then, you know, the buffered ETFs on the equity side, to the extent that people want to at least hedge their bets a bit, these buffered ETFs allow you to kind of you know, get some capped upside in exchange for some downside protection. You mentioned MRCC, that's a, 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 a company that does these or uh, is that a fund itself? That's a fund, it's a BDC okay. that, uh, that invests in senior secured bank loans in the middle market. Okay. And uh, it doesn't have a lever on it, it has a nice 10, 11% current yield and it's floating, it's floating rate assets. And the ETFs, anything that comes to mind, tickers that we should look for? Well, BMAR is one that if you want to sort of get some upside with downside, you know, it basically provides nine, 10% downside protection, but still uh, depends on the it resets every month, but 11 to 15% type upside still from where it gets set at the beginning of each month. You know, UMAR provides like 30% downside protection, but you take the risk of the first 5% uh, with more upside. So you just kind of, there's, and then there's PMAR, which is sort of in between. So those three buffered ETFs, I like, depending on the risk tolerance of the client. Mm, yeah, we've talked about these actually here on the show from Innovator ETFs. Uh, right. We actually just had their team on pretty recently. So the idea here is that you're going to lose less than if you were in long bonds or the stock market. Yeah, well, at least that allows you to hedge your bet in the sense that without doing a more sophisticated hedgy type strategy, because it provides you to still be get participate in the upside, but then to the extent that it doesn't come to fruition the next year, then at least you're protected on the downside from where you invest at that point in time. Okay. Uh, Nick, helpful conversation. I appreciate the realism and the candor in your view. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. always a pleasure. Yeah, definitely. Nick Towns, the CEO of Armory Group.